What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 85. Wow, 85, we're approaching 100. And also, we're in November. How crazy is that? Two months left of 2015. Who knew? (laughs) The time goes so fast. So I have a lot to share with you today before we get into my interview with our guest, Janet Kafadar, where we're going to be talking all about creating online courses. Now, I know online courses are something that is a super hot topic because for many of us in the health and wellness industry, we work with people one-on-one. But in order to scale your business, because one-on-one isn't scalable, people really want to create online courses and information products and group programs so that we can work with more people in the same amount of time. And that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about today with Janet. But before we go into that interview, there has been so much going on. And I would just like to say thank you for being so awesome. I just absolutely love this community of wellpreneurs, this community of listeners. And I feel like, you know, it's been almost two years now that the podcast has been running. I started back in January 2014. And for some reason, it just feels like within the past couple of months, everything is really coming together. Maybe it's just the amount of listeners and the size of the community we have right now that it really feels like it's gaining momentum. And, you know, people have heard of the podcast when I go places and they're telling each other about it. And I'm getting lots of good feedback on the episodes and getting to connect with you, which is just so cool. So thank you so much for being part of the community. Maybe one of the reasons that I feel this way is because, as you know, a few weeks ago, five weeks ago, actually, I started focusing on Instagram because I absolutely love photos and I've just been kind of dragging my feet on growing a business Instagram. So I started a new Wellpreneur Instagram account from scratch. And now five weeks later, I've got over 700 followers, which is so awesome. And my very favorite thing is that there's loads of you that are now following me on Instagram. And I know that because you've actually told me and left a comment. And that to me is super cool that we can have a place where we can just get on and interact and chat with each other and see each other's photos and just connect outside of the podcast. So if you're using Instagram, And if you're following me and you haven't left a comment and said that you found me through the podcast, please do that. I will totally write you back. And I really love to hear where my followers have come from. And I love to connect with you from the podcast. I've also now got over 50 five-star reviews on iTunes, which is just awesome. So I can't even read out all the new ones because there's just too many. Oh, no, wait, how many are there? 64, actually, 64 reviews. But just recently, I've gotten reviews from Brooke Rosalino and Mel Butts and Semar and Arome87 and Marla Bozik, who's one of our previous guests in episode 75, and Dag Hope from Australia. So we've still just got reviews coming in from Australia, the UK, and the United States. But we also got a review from Canada, which is awesome. Woohoo! First Canadian review. 
And I really, I read all of the reviews and I really appreciate them. And actually it really helps iTunes to promote the podcast to new listeners because their algorithm for what they feature is based on the number of downloads and also the number of ratings and reviews. So if you're using iTunes or your iPod or your iPhone and you want to hop over into the iTunes store and find the podcast and leave me a review, that'd be awesome. It'd really help. And if you're not sure how to do that, you can just tweet me or get in touch and and I can walk you through that process because iTunes doesn't always make it so easy to leave a rating and review, but I appreciate it for all of you that have gone and done that. Okay, so it's November and I am full on in 2016 planning mode. So actually, that's what I've been doing all day today is sitting around and really, I shouldn't even say sitting around. I've been kind of like listening to Spotify and up at my whiteboard and kind of like moving my body when I'm kind of feeling stuck and mapping everything out on my huge whiteboard month by month of what's going to happen in 2016 because I have some exciting things planned. It's really good. I can't tell you about it, but trust me, it's going to be fun. So that's also meant that I've kind of rewound and I'm thinking a bit about, well, what can I do for these last two months of 2015 to really set myself up for success next year and just make sure I'm in the place I want to be so that I can run these product, these programs and launch these new products and these other things that I'm working on as smoothly as possible. So that's kind of my mindset right now. So there's a couple of things I want to let you know about in the vein of 2016 planning. First of all, you've probably heard of my Wellpreneur Incubator program. That's the super small group coaching program that I only run a couple of times a year. Right now, I'm thinking I'm going to run it three times, maybe twice, but probably three times in 2016. And the first time I'm going to run it is going to be January. And the Wellpreneur Incubator is just for 12 Wellpreneurs. So it's a super small group and you're working with me and with each other. And what we're doing is building out a sustainable sales and marketing funnel for your business. So you've got total focus and clarity. So you know exactly what you need to do when and why in your wellness business with the tools and support to make it happen. So I'm not going to talk too much about that now, but I just want you to know that that's coming in January. And actually, I'm going to start filling that program in December. So there's only 12 spots. If you want to learn more about the incubator and want to be the first to know when the incubator enrollment is open, then I've got a VIP list, an early notification list for the incubator. I'm going to put that link in the show notes, but it's also at wellpreneuronline.com slash 2016 VIP. So that's 2016 VIP. And that'll let you get on the list so that you'll be the very first to hear about the incubator. And you'll have a chance to join before anyone else, before it's announced on the podcast and before it goes out to my main email list. Because again, there's only 12 spots available. So that's that one. The other thing I'm thinking about for 2016 planning is this talk and this workshop that I'm doing in London at Alternatives. So that's on Sunday, December 6th, and it's a half-day workshop all about planning your marketing for your wellness business in 2016. So I would love to have any podcast listeners there. I know a couple of you have signed up already. The thing is, it's not my registration page, so I actually can't see who signed up. So I would love it if you did sign up or you do sign up for this workshop in London. Will you get in touch with me, like tweet me or follow, like say something on Instagram or send me a message through my site and just let me know that you're going to be there because I'd totally love to have some podcast listeners there. So that half day workshop is Sunday, December 6th. And you can get to that, the page where you can find out more details and register at wellpreneuronline.com slash London. Okay, so those are my two 2016 planning things, which I'm super excited about. 
And other than that, I'm just getting ready for some potential big changes happening over here with me, which is all very good. Don't worry. I'll tell you all about them. This is just a little teaser for you, but lots of exciting things going on for next year that I'll let you know about as soon as I have stuff confirmed. So when you're thinking about your own business, now is the right time to start thinking ahead to 2016. You know, some people start in December. That's totally cool. But definitely before January rolls around, you want to just take some time to take a step back and look at what's been working this year. What did you accomplish and what didn't you get accomplished that you'd like to? And where do you want to go in your business and start making sure that you use these last two months of the year to really get yourself set up for what you want to create in your business next year. So I'll talk about that in future podcasts because I'm really into 2016 planning right now and I've definitely got some tips to share with you, but just planting the seed that it's November and it's really the time to start thinking about what do you want to create in your business going forward. Okay, enough about that. Let's get over to this interview with Janet Cafadar and talk all about creating really awesome online courses in your own business. And I'll see you back here at the end of the interview for a quick little wrap up. Hi, Janet. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Yeah. So, Janet, you're actually a Londoner, but you're currently in Australia. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. It does confuse people when I speak to them on the phone. They're like, oh, wait a minute. Are you? Where are you again? Like, yes, I'm in Australia. Yeah. You don't sound Australian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much, like, really. much like I'm in London and I don't really sound British. So we're, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who knows? That's right. <laughs> cool. So Janet, I was really happy that you accepted to be interviewed on the show because your specialty is helping people to, what do you call it? Package your brilliance and create yeah. a signature program out of what you offer. And I know this is such a hot topic among wellpreneurs because so many people out there listening are working with clients one-on-one or in person in groups and really want to create a program, like an evergreen program that they could sell to their audience. So I'm super excited that you're here. So maybe you could start off and just tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, sure. So I am a, I call myself a program design specialist and I help online coaches, mostly consultants and mentors create online programs, whether it's coaching programs, online coaching programs, or online courses to really be able to help their audience and their clients even more. Most of the people that I work with are pretty much maxed out on one-on-one client work. So they're really at that point where they're like, oh, I can't squeeze in another client this week. Like really just don't have any leverage in there. So really at the point where they come and work with me, they're like, okay, right, what can I do to kind of grow my business or create something to be able to get it out there and help more people? Because one of the problems that they have as well is, okay, great, want to create something, but I actually don't have the time. (laughs) So it's really at the point of like, help me please. (laughs) So that's pretty much what I do. Awesome. Yeah, no, I I definitely hear that. It's like a chicken and egg thing because when you're so busy working with one-on-one clients, you don't have time to create a course, but you're never going to get extra time if you don't create that course. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So even working with me, I still have to tell my clients, you're going to have to say no to a couple of clients or once their contract ends with you over the next three months, then you're going to have to not take someone on for a month or so just to carve out that thinking time. It's almost that, you know, you need to give yourself that breather to give yourself the creativity to actually create your work. I'm there helping them as well, but yeah, giving them themselves that space and allowing them to actually just get it done. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure probably everybody listening has taken some kind of online course, I'm guessing, because we're all in that online world. But could you kind of give us an idea of what online courses look like? Like when you're talking about creating a signature program or course, what is that? What does that look like? Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I think of a signature program as like a big umbrella. So underneath that umbrella, you can have your online course, which is like a digital product of some sort where you're teaching someone just mostly through video, through worksheets, and maybe in some form of like um, Q&A capacity. Then there's the other arm of it, which is like an online program, which can be a coaching program where you teach people a process or your system and they're located all over the world. So I tend to call that an online coaching program, whereas the other refers to more digital, non-face-to-face or non-interactive work. So either of those can be your signature program. So let's say Marie Folio's B-School is her signature program, but it's in a digital capacity. There's not really much interaction in that program, except for inside of the Facebook group and Q&A, which I think only new people get anyway. So yeah, so that's how I tend to think about online courses, online programs, and they both come underneath the umbrella of signature programs. Well, how do you decide which one is the right format for you? Well, it really depends on, you know, it's so up to the individual on what they're looking to do and how they want to grow their business. I do get a lot of calls from people wanting to work with me and they want to create an online program straight away. And, and you know, maybe they've been in business for like, you know, a month or two or something like that. And I say, mm, actually, that's not the right thing to do, <laughs> really, at that stage you know, very early stages of your business, you just need to go out and get clients because it takes a lot of time and energy to put an online program together. And you really need to get amazing at your craft to be able to teach someone else what you know. So I usually just tell them, okay, right, just go and get like six clients and then just keep working through a process with them day after day, week after week, month after month, and then you'll know exactly what that program's going to be and it makes it easier to put together. Cool. So I'm hearing that basically you need to figure out what your signature system is, your process that you take people through to get results first before you start thinking about packaging it into a course. That's right. The only time that you can kind of do that is if it's like an information product of some sort where you are showing someone, let's say, I've got Asana open on my screen. Let's say it's a a course about how to use Asana for beginners. That's a different type of thing because you are just showing them exactly what to do on the screen. You don't necessarily need to be good at your craft or your expertise or have that all nailed down to be able to show someone really well how to use that. So that's kind of where I see the differentiation there. But yeah, you need to be good at what you do already before you venture into you know, crafting it and creating a program because it just won't come together and it will be really scatty and you'll be like, oh, it's not quite right. So that's my take on it. Okay, cool. So say that somebody out there listening is like a health coach and they've been working with clients for like six months or a year. So they've had maybe five or six different clients and they've pretty much got an idea of how their program works and their clients are getting some results. So what are some of the first steps you recommend for people that come to you into how to start getting going with their online program? Mm -hmm. So I say the first thing to do is to get clear on the outcome. Everything starts with the outcome and the end goal. So for those people who have been working with their clients, they're really clear on what that's going to be. So they're either going to be able to 
feel better or lose weight or be able to tame that illness that they've got or something like that. They're going to be really clear on what that outcome is going to be. Then after that, you really want to get clear on where those people are right now. You know, what are their struggles? What are their pain points? All of that stuff, which all kind of rolls into all formats, all facets of marketing, but really getting clear on what they are really helps you to bridge that gap between where they are and where they're going to get to at the end. And then it becomes a matter of putting those steps in place to help get that person to that outcome at the end. So whether it's five steps to take them there or whether it's six steps or whatever it is, that's kind of how you need to break it down um, to start structuring your program in some shape or form so that it actually makes sense to help get someone to that end goal. So does it matter how long your course is? Like if it should be four weeks or six months or... I think a lot of people struggle yeah. with that. Like, how do you even know what the right length yeah. is, what the right stuff it's, is? Um, yeah, it's like, how long is a piece of string? But what I do like to say is, especially for like people in the health and wellness industry and for coaches, when people are reaching out to them, that people have already been struggling with that problem for years. So I always like to think, you know, let's get people outcomes as soon as you can. So whether it's, let's say it's a um, online course or coaching program, even if it's four weeks, if you're able to give someone some form of transformation within a four week period, they're going to love you for life because they've already been struggling with that for 25 years. So it's that kind of reframe of thinking that you can definitely apply to your programs. That said, some industries or some coaches definitely suit having longer programs. So I've just finished working with a relationship coach. And so her coaching program is six months, purely because it's a relationship program. It's not something that can kind of be fixed within a short period of time. There's a lot of things that her clients have got to be able to work through to be able to get to that end goal. So yeah, I always say try and keep it short. Don't really go any more than three months if, you know, 12 week program, if you have to in an online space, you know, if it's an online course or something like that, maybe just go for like eight weeks, six to eight weeks, because you really want to try and keep people's energy and focus and attention. Anything longer than that is really hard to keep someone's attention. Yeah. And I would wonder, like, I think it's what you were talking about in the beginning. Like there's a difference between a program that has a live element that maybe people are going through it together, which might keep the momentum a bit better than like if it's just an evergreen program, which means somebody could just buy it and take it at any time. I would think that would be hard maybe for them to sustain their own momentum over three months. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really hard to keep that going if you don't necessarily have any involvement in there. You know, someone purchases it and then it's like, okay, right, see ya. That's it. You know, you never hear from the coach again it loses that quality of live interaction that is definitely needed. So yeah, definitely don't keep it too long. That's why some digital evergreen online courses just, you know, you buy it and it's just maybe like five or six videos inside to help you get an outcome pretty quickly. And that's a good thing. The shorter, the better, less is more. (laughs) If you're able to offer people an outcome to their problem and just one sole outcome, that's pretty much all you need. You just need to be able to do that. And it doesn't need to have like 65 million different videos <laughs> or tutorials to be able to help to help achieve that. Yeah, I would think if you're doing something that's self-paced or evergreen where people are doing it on their own, it really would need to be focused around a specific thing rather than like your online, your signature system could actually 
because you're involved in it could include a lot more and be longer. But I'm curious, you mentioned about interaction and like how to engage with the participants. What do you see people doing to have that engagement in online programs? Yeah. So if it's an online coaching program, people tend to have live weekly coaching calls with their participants. They may have a Facebook group or a forum or something like that where they can engage with people on a regular basis and they can ask questions. It really does depend on how big the program is as well. So there are a number of people that I'm working with at the moment who have big group coaching programs of about 50 people, but there are other lead coaches within that program to be able to help facilitate, you know, there's a number of different conversations that are going on and be there to help and answer questions. So that's a way that you can definitely involve interaction into your programs. Another way, because I know some people have may have like a membership structure, because you'll be providing content maybe on a monthly basis, fresh new content, you still want to keep people's focus and attention. One thing that does happen when people purchase a membership to help them do something, you know, they'll be interested for the first month or two. And then after that, they're like, oh, sod it. <laughs> they just don't really pay much more attention to it because life gets in the way, they get busy, other things come up. But a good way to keep people's engagement is to make it fun, have quizzes, have opportunities where they can work with you one-on-one, you know, do a challenge or something like that, that kind of breaks away from the norm of getting a video, getting a new training, interacting in the face, because it can just get a bit mundane. So you just need to freshen it up and find fun ways to re-engage people. And that does always work, hands down. (laughs) It works all the time. Okay. So if I were thinking about creating our course, so we said that the first steps where you've got to have your system, you've got to know that you can get results for people. And then you'd suggested actually thinking about how many modules would you need to break that down into? So let's talk about actually creating the course. What are Mm -hmm. some tips you have for people? Because I know that can seem really overwhelming, like not knowing what technology to use or like how do I even create this stuff? And then where do I put it? And, And that can be a big block for people. So could you share some tips around that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So definitely if you're just getting started, I say don't worry about the tech. And I know it's so much easier for me to say that, (laughs) but really just don't worry about it. When you're first starting out or if it's your first time you're doing an online course or something like that, first you really want to just test the water. Yes, you know that you've already been working with your clients one-on-one already, but you do want to test the water and make sure, actually, is this going to resonate with people? The last thing you want to do is spend money and time investing in setting up a massive membership area and getting all the integrations to work. And it's not quite resonating with people. Like once you launch it, you know, it's like mm, you kind of get mediocre results. Really just get a small group of people together and maybe just deliver the program out via emails and, you know, and do it quite manually to begin with. And it sounds quite painstaking, quite like, oh my God, that's going to take me forever. But actually, that's probably the best thing to do because then after that, once you've done one first challenge, you're like, oh, okay, right. I'm going to tweak this. I'm going to change this. I'm going to put this here. And then it makes it a lot easier to decide on what you need to do and how much bigger you want to launch it the next time around. So there are a number of ways you can deliver it. You can do it just via a workbook of some sort, you know, put everything into, you probably need to get a designer to help with this, but put it into some book format and you can still add videos inside of there. They can click on that and it can take them to a hosted video or like Wistia or something like that. Still has the same 
element of online course delivery, but it's just in a slightly different format. You can deliver via email and maybe using like your email marketing system like Aweber or MailChimp or Entreport or Infusionsoft or something like that. So it becomes more of an email course. You can use like a simple plug and play platform like Rizuku or Coursecraft where everything is already set up. All you need to do is just embed your video and put in your content and that's it. The whole sign up process and all of that stuff is already sorted and set up for you. So there's no real issue there, which is a real like winner, I think. <laughs> it saves people so much time and energy. And then, you know, from there up, you can go into a whole realm of different membership plugins and platforms. You've got Optimized Press. I know I just finished doing a program for a client that used the ClickFunnels membership area, which just needed a little bit more setting up, but it was fairly easy to use. So yeah, so it kind of builds up from there. But I really do think at the very beginning, if you're just starting out and you're sure of the program that you want to create, just use what's already there than having to worry about the headache, the tech headache of setting and creating all of that stuff up. Yeah, that's great tips. And thank you for sharing all of those different resources and plugins and everything. I know when I created my first online course for Wellpreneur, I actually just made a password protected page on my WordPress website and had a Facebook group that people were in. And I'd just given Mm -hmm. them by email the password for this WordPress page. And every week I would Mm -hmm. say, okay, I've put the new video up on this page. And, you know, that's not how it stayed. Like I eventually built a membership site, but that is a great way to start. And it's something that most people should be able to do on their own if they've got a website that they can update. So yeah, exactly. You know, you really do want to keep it simple. And actually the simplicity of the type of platform or plugin or whatever you use actually doesn't matter to the person receiving the information at the end. All they want to know is that you're able to help them. So (laughs) that's, and they just want to know that what you're giving them will help them reach that goal at the end. So really your plugin or your tool or widget that you think might help is actually not really that important at all. It's just like a drop in the ocean and compared to how you're going to help people and how you're going to give them a transformation. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you said that because I think that ties into what you said earlier too about let's not invest in all this technology for a course that you're just trying for the first time because you don't know if it's Mm going to resonate. And ultimately, it doesn't matter about all the fancy design and everything. You've got to be able to get people results and you've got to get people that want to actually sign up for the course. I really like that advice. That's a much better place to spend your time in the beginning than trying to make it like technically perfect. So, Well, exactly. That's the thing. It's actually quite funny that you mentioned that because in a Facebook group today, I posted because I'm thinking about putting my own product together about how to create your online course, just specifically online courses. And I just posted, you know, what are you struggling with and what do you need help with? And a lot of people said the tech stuff and the selling and the marketing. And I was just like, okay, hold up. If you don't have something that's solving a problem for someone, none of that stuff matters. Why would you even worry about that if you, if you don't know if what you're providing someone with is going to help them? So it really does start at like ground zero. And I see that all the time. And people really worry about, well, you know, how am I going to launch this? Should I do my webinar? Should I do it by this? I'm like, well, actually, what are you trying to sell them? If you're trying to sell them something that they don't want, then yeah, you're not really going to get very far. So I think that's why I'm so passionate about this. I'm like, really, let's just start from the beginning. <laughs> So let's talk about that a little bit. What's your advice on how to even figure out if it's something people want? 
Well, it comes back to the thing that I said at the beginning, you know, you've got to be really good at what you do already. And so you know that, okay, actually I do provide people with pretty epic transformations and they're able to get results. So that's one starting place. And so things that people are asking you all the time and ways in which you're able to help your clients is a really good place to start because otherwise you're just kind of creating something out of thin air and kind of chucking it at the wall and hoping that it sticks. Yeah, you kind of got to do that research, you know, and it's a lot of research. And I think people really underestimate that side of it. You've got to go out and speak to people. You've got to get on the phone. You've got to find out what problems your ideal clients are having, even though you may be working with them already or have been working with them for a long period of time. But I always say to my clients initially, I'm like, if you haven't worked with 20 people on this topic already, then really you need to get busy. (laughs) You need to (laughs) get talking to people because we really want to nail down where they're at, what they're struggling with, where they want to be, what they want to be able to create that program for them. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. It is that that's such good advice. Anybody out there that was in my recent beta program is going to be laughing because we talked about that so much that it can't be about what you think people need, but you have to actually go out and talk to people and ask Mm -hmm. them. And not just, do you like my product? (laughs) Like you can't ask them that. You have to ask, what are you struggling with? What are your problems? What are your frustrations? And really get it in their own words. So yeah, that's right. I always say to my clients or people that I'm working with, if you're not quite sure about how to go about it, ask them whether you can record the call. Because I know that some people get a little bit flustered about having to scribble down notes and listen at the same time. Like just let it be an easy conversation. Go on something like freeconferencecall.com, hook up on the same line and do you record it and just have a chat with them, see what they're at. Ask them questions like, can you tell me more about that? How's that make you feel? What's coming up for you? And it's almost a bit like a coaching session. It's a little bit weird, but that's how like deep into the conversation you need to go to really get those frustrations out from your ideal clients to be able to help them even more. So yeah, it's a lot of digging, a lot of research. I know that also Ramit Sethi says that a good part of what they do when they're creating their um, online courses and products is the research. A massive part of what you do, the whole creation process is the research part. Just like when you're starting any business, the biggest part of starting a business is understanding your ideal clients. So it's the same thing. So you've really got to nail that down and get into where they're at to be able to help them. Do you listen to the Smart Passive Income podcast? By chance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I just heard, I think Ramit was just on it actually, and was talking about just that, how much time they spend actually doing research. I'll link that one up in the show notes, actually, because I thought that was a really good conversation. And it just made me think like, wow, most of us are just not doing nearly enough research. No, no. It's kind of hard because he's got a massive team with him, but we need to do it at that scale. You know, as I just said, just get on the phone with people, connect with them, find out where they're at. And yeah, when I listened to that interview, I was like, oh, I just want to give him a virtual high five. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, me. (laughs) Speak the same language. (laughs) You know, I'm kind of, uh, this is just totally off topic. And then I have another few questions for you. But like, I've been playing around with Periscope. And one thing that I'm loving about Periscope is that when you want to give somebody a virtual high five, you can just like tap and give them lots of hearts. And it feels like (laughs) totally when I'm listening to podcasts, you just want to like, high five them or be like, yes, and they can't hear you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Podcast addict myself. So washing up like, yeah, totally get it. And my kids are like staring at me like, what's she, what she doing? <laughs> Crazy lady. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
So say we've got our course basically pulled together or we're on our way to the course. I think a big juicy topic is pricing. How do we have any idea how much to charge for our course? When you're doing online courses, it really depends on what the transformation is going to be. So if it's like a high-end online coaching program, you know, that can go anywhere from like 2000 to 25. I'll kind of leave that to the side because that's a whole different conversation. If you're talking like online courses, so to speak, it can really vary. Something where it's, I'll give you an example. James Wedmore has a program at the moment that I did not too long ago called Video Traffic Academy. And it's all about getting traffic to your YouTube videos and how to optimize them, all of that stuff on YouTube. That's it. There was nothing about understanding how to create videos, how to edit them or anything. It was just about getting traffic and optimizing your videos on YouTube. So I think inside of there, there's probably about six or seven modules in there, but the videos were all very, very short. And it was good because I was able to go through it pretty quickly within a couple of days and I knew what I had to do and I was able to go off and complete it. Now, what he delivered was way above what he should have charged. So the program itself, I think it was $97. Nothing really. And when I saw the price and then when I went into the members area, I was like, wait a minute, this is $97. Like I was seriously expecting it to be way more. So it really depends on what your long-term goal is and how many products or online courses you want to have within your business. Because some people have lower entry products like that, which are like $97, which they say is like a tripwire, which I hate that word tripwire, but it is in some ways because it's like that entry level to working, to buying more of that person's products. And then the next level up maybe goes deeper into, I don't know, how to set up your videos and how to edit and all of that stuff, which will probably be more something like $4.97. So it really depends on how you want to get people to work with you. So anything like that, which is super, super uber, uber specific, yes, you can go anywhere from $97 or 97 pounds right up to 497 and then anything from that is just a little bit more broader but able to help people get a really decent outcome as well. Yeah and I think it is a question of I think what you hit on is how does this fit into your business? Like a lot Mm -hmm. of what I do is working with clients on their sales funnels and that's Mm -hmm. totally like what is this course? Is this like you were saying your signature coaching program that's going to be really premium or is it just Mm -hmm. an entry level thing and then you have other things to upsell people? Or are you going to have a whole bunch of little inexpensive courses? And there's not really a right answer, is there, I guess? It's just... Yeah, there isn't really a right answer. I think the best way to look at it, and this is what I do with my clients after they've done their research and all of that stuff is we actually look at their whole business model because without that, we can't really see where this new coaching program or online course fits within that and how you're able to help people in the long run. So you could have an entry-level product and then after that, it goes up into something else. Or maybe it's you have one big online course, which is your signature offering. And after that, people can only work one-on-one with you if they have done that online course. You know, it's that kind of thinking that you need to bring to the creation of your program um, or course to be able to understand how you're going to price it and how it all fits and hangs together. It's a bit of a jigsaw and snakes and ladders (laughs) types of thing. I'm moving my hands around here as if you can see me, but (laughs) but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I'm wondering just if you can um, share some really common mistakes that you see people making when they're creating online courses. Yeah. So I think I've probably touched on them a little bit. Worrying about tech is the biggest one. 
not doing the research and actually making sure that you're creating something that people want. Like it's just, it's the number one top of my list um, to make sure that actually people want what you're going to help them with. That's one of the mistakes. Another one I see is not being really clear on your process or how you're going to teach someone or understand exactly what your system or your process is. So get really clear on that. And that will be like, be easy as pie to put together and you won't even need my help. (laughs) So yes, that's another thing. I always like to give people really actionable steps. So for somebody out there listening, that's like, yeah, I really want to create my course. What's the one thing they could do this week to get them going on that path? Find five people that you know want your course or, you know, that you can potentially help. Get on the phone with them. Don't email them. Don't email. (laughs) Just (laughs) don't have email correspondence, I mean, or send them a survey or something like that. Like, it doesn't work. Get on the phone with them. Record that call. Speak to five people this week and really dig in. Like I said earlier, you know, find out where they're at, what they want. You know, really dig deep and find out what it is that they want. The response, as Ramit Sethi says, is you don't want them to be like, oh, yeah, no, that sounds like a really good idea. You want them to be like, oh, my God, yes, sign me up like yesterday. When can I get started? That's hands down the only response that you want. I'm quoting him. That's not mine, but <laughs> quoting him. But it totally makes sense because if someone says like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Mm, yeah, I can see how that could work. You know, that's not really going to sell all that well. Yeah. And I bet a lot of us know that from experience that everyone will be like, oh, that sounds like such a great idea that you're a health coach. And then (laughs) they don't actually ever sign up. So you're right. We want people that are practically throwing their, like begging us to take them on. Yeah. But they need to be the right people as well. That's another point that I need to mention is that they need to be the right people that you're speaking to. So whatever you're offering, they need to be your ideal clients. It can't be your mum because she just, she won't get it. It needs to be your ideal client, perfect for this program. So go and speak to five people that your ideal clients for this program, see where they're at and see whether it resonates with them. Note down all of that feedback and what they say, go back and listen to the call, become some form of detective again, and really note that down and really note down their struggles and pain points and what they want. That's great. Okay, everybody, there's your homework. Your assignment for the week is to go off and talk to five potential customers. And whether you want to create a course or not, I would say that is an awesome challenge. You're going to get so much valuable feedback. So Janet, thank you so much for being here. Could you let us know where people can get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more about what you do or work with you? Yeah, sure. So you can find me over at janetcafadar.com. That's K-A-F-A-D-A-R.com. And you can find out more about me. I'm actually, my website is being updated. So I have total website shame right now, but (laughs) but you can find out more about what I do and how I can help you or even book in a free creation rescue session with me and we can have a powwow and see where you're at and see how I can help you move forward and actually get your program created out there instead of procrastinating on it. That's great. Thanks so much, Janet, for being here. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. You can find all the links of everything we talked about in this interview with Janet in the show notes, which you can get on your iPhone by just tapping the picture of the podcast and it'll show you the show notes right on your phone. 
Or if you're on the computer, you can go to wellpreneuronline.com slash 85 to get all the links. Now, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. I've got a link in the show notes for that, but my username is wellpreneur, and I'm sharing content and photos and inspiration over there every single day, and I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you're interested in learning more about the Wellpreneur Incubator, which is my super small group coaching program to get clarity and focus in your wellness business, that's going to start in January, but I'm going to be filling that program by the end of the year. So if you want to be the first to know when that program's available, you want to head over to wellpreneuronline.com slash 2016VIP and sign up there to get on the VIP notification list. I'll put a link for that in the show notes too. So I hope your first week of November is fantastic and you have a really great week and I will see you back here next week with the next episode. 